Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens and you're listening to that one time I was abducted by aliens with Jamie and Bree. Hey guys, welcome back to that one time I was abducted by aliens. My name is Bree. And my name's Jamie and we're two sides of the coin. Bree. What's up? What is our episode about tonight? We're going to talk about the Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh, all right. All right. So the Skinwalker Ranch, also known as the Sherman Ranch, is like this big ass ranch out in Utah. It's like what, Brie? Like it's around 500 500 acres. acres. Okay. Why don't you tell me like what's so special about this ranch? This ranch is notorious for unexplained phenomena of Mm. all sorts. Obviously, it has his name, Skinwalker, but also UFOs, orbs, voices, creepy figures. I mean, you name it. There's been sightings and occurrences with the unknown. Yeah, crop circles. There's been possessions, mutilations of cattle, haunting, like the house is being haunted, the kids Mm -hmm. are being haunted, crazy animals that show up that don't die. I mean, I think what I'm going to have to say, what I'm excited the most for is how this place kind of touches on everything. There's a little slice of everything for everyone in here. Like if you're into Bigfoot, You'll love this place. If you're into aliens, come on in. It's like a... Better than Dulce. It's a little better than Dulce. It's It's, a lot better than Dulce. It's kind of like... I'm going to have to say it's more like Disney World instead of (laughs) Disneyland. Well, because it's a natural place, opposed to it being some type of military base that was built and then created. It's just a natural spot that Mm -hmm. happens to be known for this kind of shit. So it started off way back in the day, before the Shermans... The earliest attempts at trying to, like, document what was really going on there was probably, like, in the 1950s, although there was stuff going on before that. Really, when somebody started to put pen to paper and, like, be like, all right, this is, somebody has to keep track of this, uh, was this dude named Junior Hicks, um, and he was a teacher, and he had witnessed a floating UFO outside of the school he taught at, and, like, so did the kids in the area. So he got really, really into it, and he began to catalog all these different events. He ended up cataloging about 400 different paranormal events in the area and it really ranged from anything from like UFO sightings to Bigfoot sightings like it was this it wasn't exactly at Skinwalker Ranch but it was in that same town in that same area that they people everywhere started to notice I mean even other people in the town I think like a crazy statistic like 40 or 50 percent of the people in the town had witnessed something like a Mm. UFO not only did he just kind of like do his sightings but he you know cataloged everyone else's and he also did try to do a lot of research into it and try to figure out what it is that could have maybe made this area like this. And what he kind of stumbled across is what he kind of thinks is maybe the origin story of it is like the Utes. Have you heard about them? Yeah, the Ute tribe. They're they're the indigenous tribe to the land. And they kind of span across New Mexico, Colorado, all around that area. So the Ute tribe really believed this area to be haunted by what they called skinwalkers. Cursed. Cursed. There we go. And like my understanding of skinwalkers is they're like people who are part of the Ute tribe who are like into magic and being a healer and instead of like doing good and taking care of things he like turns to the dark side and like magic makes him into like like he takes it really selfishly and takes advantage of it and wants to do stuff for himself. So he becomes the skinwalker. It's kind of like a bad witch almost in their culture apparently they have to kill one of their family members to become a skinwalker yeah something crazy but some yeah yeah, it's something crazy so they go this selfish route to get like more power and in turn they end up kind of like cursing themselves even to be a shaman or a medicine man yes how about that 
Okay. You know, you have to learn the dark arts opposed to the light. You mm-hmm. have to learn both. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that many of them get sucked into just the dark mm-hmm. and then they never learn the other side or come out mm-hmm. or choose mm-hmm. to do anything different. Yeah. So the Ute tribe think that this area skinwalker ranch and almost skinwalker ranch exactly like their exact property and mm-hmm. acreage that they own they consider it to be like the pathway of the skinwalkers right and so that's why it's called skinwalker ranch in the first place it also has a lot of other accounts of skinwalkers which is also why it has that name but that's really the root and core i think at the beginning of like how shit started happening there I had read a story that some of them believed that it was from one shaman in particular, Mm -hmm. that when they were going through this process of learning, they did get into the dark arts and opened up a portal Mm. in that land and stays there. And that kind of is what started it. And that's why everything is happening in that center, but right on that ranch. I will say that a big thread that I've seen kind of sewn throughout this whole story is this portal thing that everybody talks about. Yeah. Like it's, uh, I would say, like used as a description of Skinwalker Ranch. A lot of people would use it. So not maybe necessarily just one physical portal, but the whole place being like a portal. Which makes sense because you mentioned how this doesn't just pertain to one strange phenomena. It's mm-hmm. so many across the board. Mm-hmm. How else would that happen if there was some type of portal? Very true. Very fucking true. We're cracking the case, bro. I will refer everyone back to our portholes episode. <laughs> Hi, portal. Hi, portals. That's a, that's a good callback. That's a good callback. So this dude, Junior Hicks, gathered all this information. And so we know a lot about it really from like the 70s to the 90s. We have a lot of information about all the different sightings that went on there. Mm-hmm. And then there's this big chunk of time like in the very, very, I want to say there was a seven-year period, I believe it was vacant, that nobody lived there and nobody knows anything about what happened at Skinwalker Ranch. And that's when... Terry and Gwen Sherman bought the place. You know what's interesting even about their names is I heard that that's not their real that's names. That's not their real names, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Not only that, but every time I hear Terry and Gwen Sherman like on a video or on a podcast or anything, they always say that's not their real name, but mm. we'll just call them that. And everyone stuck with it. They're mm-hmm. like we like it. Terry sounds plausible. Yeah. <laughs> so then they purchased the ranch and they only lived there for 2 years. Yeah, it was a brief a brief <laughs> stay for them <laughs> until some shit happened. I heard that when they moved in, there were things like... The windows were nailed down, how these yes. huge deadbolts on mm-hmm. all of the doors. On almost like something was being chained somewhere. Oh, there were two big chains on these big poles. It was one out back and one out front. And they assumed that they just had dogs and moved them. And then, and then they realized like how heavy these chains were, that these were these things that stayed there 24 hours, like ready to murder shit. That's absolutely crazy. So I guess from the start, when they moved in, they were like, what the fuck used to happen here? So what's funny about it is like, so these two, these are two really, really normal people is what I think people really underestimate. They were just like this guy and his wife and their two kids. And he, he bred cattle for a living and they wanted to have the land to graze all their stuff on. And they found this huge ranch for this great price. And they were like, how could this go wrong? Like they were trying to live their dream. (laughs) 
when they walk through the place, they don't realize all these horrible things. But as soon as they unpack all their shit and sit down and settle, they start to realize, like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like, why are there deadbolts on the outside and the inside of the windows? That's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. So, throughout their stay in these short two years, they experience a range of terrifying events. I want to say I think it maybe started off with um, crop circles. It's kind of, I think, was their first instance of, like, actual, like, paranormal like he'd go out into these fields to go see these cattle and stuff and he and he'd see these huge indentations and just like it didn't make sense like what was going on not to mention that a lot of his cattle were mutilated oh yeah so i it i think it started with um the cows started having problems breeding like they weren't getting pregnant and then what happened next is then they started finding these horribly mutilated cows I think I've seen some of the pictures and it looks really fucking scary. It's your typical shit where one thing is removed, like one organ is removed from the cattle without any sloppiness, very precise, and that there wasn't a blood trail, almost like there was no blood from the animal. Like the animal was drained first and the organ was extracted. This is going to sound crazy and I don't mean this in a butthole joke kind of way because you know that's our favorite. But like, some of the cows had like their full anuses removed and that was oh, it God. just their anuses and no. they had these pictures and it's like what who the fuck that's crazy to do that like, that's why crazy why do you want that who yeah what are they doing what are you doing with that there was another one where like there was a cow that had its eyeball missing and it had like a hole terry stuck something down in it to see how far it went down and it like went straight clean down like into the middle of the brain that's enough to trip you the fuck out because yeah, like, you yeah. know that's not some crazy just random animal. animal who the fuck could do that but then when the who turns to what oh exactly that's when it gets even more terrifying what about one of my favorite stories of theirs is uh their first encounter with one of the wolves that they saw on the property mm-hmm. their kids were outside playing and they saw this wolf my consensus what i've heard is they were like petting it or maybe playing with it kind of sort of in the beginning it was like sort of a friendly wolf yeah and they were like oh look at look at our new friend and then like all of a sudden it wandered off and walked over to a calf that had its head kind of sticking out the mm. fence, seeing what was going on, and just grabbed it and destroyed it. Terry came out with like this huge gun. Everything I researched about it, he, they always say it was like a big, huge, like moose gun or a big, huge, like bear gun. It was a right. big gun. Shot the dog. It kind of like stumbled back a little bit, but like no blood, just kind of like looked at him, like what the fuck? Like, shot are you him. Serious? Yeah, shot mm. him again and again, nothing. And yeah. the thing ran off. And then I know he went to follow it, and then it, it just. It was disappeared. Like gone. It was gone. That leaves your first kind of hint of a wolf-like creature in then present times. So you have, you know, this folklore of a skinwalker, which could be any type of deer, wolf, shape-shifting thing, but mm-hmm. always kind of around that. And then now the people that move in experience this wolf-like dog that has no reaction to gunshot wounds because mm-hmm. there's no wounds from the gunshot. And there's no blood. And it was said that when he shot, he was like point blank. Like he wasn't far from the wolf. Right. Like it was like, it wasn't like he missed or something. Mm-hmm. And then they started to experience a lot of blue orbs on the property. I was just going to say, then Terry started seeing silent glowing objects about like 50 feet up in the air like over the trees when she was like, would be outside or something like that. I believe there was one instance with this blue orb that his three dogs were going absolutely nuts at. Yes. And he let the dogs loose to chase after this orb. I believe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mine too. In, in, in their story, this is like two years in this is the thing that he was like i'm done like i'm out 
I think this is what, what made him sell it. So he lets his dogs loose. Ugh. They run after this orb. And Terry's terrified to the point where he's already been suffering from amounts worth of trauma, terror, you know, voices at night, just all kinds of things happening to his family and him that they cannot explain. Things moving right in front of them. Mm -hmm. So he lets his dogs loose, absolutely terrified, does not run after the dogs, but he does hear the dogs cry. He leaves them there because this is, you know, coming down to sundown and Terry's too much of a chicken shit. No Mm -hmm. offense, Terry. I would be too. You know what? I wouldn't have gone out there, so don't worry. I wouldn't have let the dogs go, but that's a different story. So Terry waits for the next morning, and he goes to look for his dogs. And what he finds is, ugh, he finds three imprints with black fucking goo. Is that the goo from the dogs? I'm guessing. I'm guessing as well. How the fuck does that happen? Nobody knows. Mm -mm. And these three markings are imprinted. They are burned into the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. So his dogs are gone. That's all he has left. And left just thinking, what the fuck? How does that happen? I don't even know. What could have caused that to happen? And then you also have to go through the guilt of what did they experience? What did they see? Why did I let my dogs loose? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would leave too. I would have left a long time ago, but. No, I don't don't think I would have. I think that me and you probably would approach things a little bit differently because I think we're into that weird spiritualness. But I think for these two people who didn't have any idea what was going on, they were way over their fucking heads. Oh, yeah. I would have sage bonfires. I mean, yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Constantly. There's a bonfire every night and it's sage. We're burning sage. I feel like we would, like, stay up all night too and then sleep during the day we'd have to come those opposite people where like at night we were like fortifying ourselves to like keep us safe why is it that there's always something about night man like i know a lot of these things happen in the middle of the day some of the orbs and stuff they saw but like why is it that everyone always associates like these kind of things with nighttime probably because it's dark and it's the unknown maybe so those poor people poor sherman family are basically chased away they're like bye deuces peace out fuck out of here two years long enough Mm -hmm. This is when they decide to sell the ranch, and this is when I, I, I do you know who approaches who or I how? I honestly don't know. I think it must have something to do with a lot of the newspaper articles that were coming out because I believe that the Sherman family wanted people to know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And especially when they were leaving, they were like, yo, this weird shit's happening at our house. So it like, I don't, I don't become... want to like trick someone into going there. Like whoever wants it, I'm telling you up front, this place is fucked. But I think they were contacting people during their their residency as well. Mm-hmm. George Knapp did write a book with Colm Kelleher. Yeah, Hunt for the Skinwalker. He was one of the hosts of Coast to Coast AM. And I wonder if that's how Robert Bigelow first heard about the ranch. Maybe that's what it was. That could have been one of the things that was in the papers. It could have been a lot of that. Because I know he also did a, a television series. And so I think this was you know, articles that were being published and they were coming across to, I know a lot of people in that area were getting to him. So it was kind of like a town thing. It was getting out there. Mm -hmm. So I think anyone that is in particularly interested in this type of thing is always looking for an opportunity to come up on some sketchy ass paranormal shit. And who else would do that besides Robert motherfucking Bigelow? I think him swooping in was probably the biggest break for this place mm-hmm. that happened to it. Absolutely. Because now it can be kind of taken seriously. Yeah, I think that if anyone else in the world probably 
other than like maybe Elon Musk or somebody like, you know, of Robert Bigelow's stature like that, if they bought it, it would just be like a joke and no one would ever take it seriously and fucked up shit would probably still happen there, you know? So I'm glad that somebody actually wanted it to research it. Right. So then just to recap on that, in case we were unclear, Robert Bigelow purchased the property in 1996 for only $200,000. Did he really? Yeah. That's really all he bought it for? Yeah. That's fucked up. Well, if you think about it, you just want to get the fuck out of there. You don't give a fuck how much people I know, are paying for it. I know, but you know what? I would That's fucked up on Ro- Robert Bigelow because A, you have a shit ton of money. And B, these are four people who are like genuinely traumatized and are just trying to figure out their life and start over. <laughs> so he's like, I'll do you a favor. No, and he should have been like, you know what? I have a lot of money. This could be a tax write-off to me. Like, in here's Utah? Like, here's half a million dollars. Dude, in but, Utah, $200,000 really, back then. But the difference between 200000 and half a million is not a lot, especially for someone like Robert Bigelow. What if they were just going to give it away? What if they were like, we don't want your money. We don't want any bad juju just, I, I'm house. still just going to say that Robert Bigelow is a little bit cheap on that one for that. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm going to have Times to say that. Times were different in the I late guess. 90s. I guess. The internet boom. So Robert Bigelow wanted to use this to the fullest extent mm-hmm. that it could be used. And he brings an entire scientific research team out there called the National Institute of Discovery Science. So it's NIDS. Mm-hmm. And so he basically sets up an entire operation to monitor this house and the surrounding area 24-7. Do you know of any, like, things that they would try to do to maybe provoke the ghosts? So, like, okay, I've been watching a lot of drone videos of Skinwalker Ranch, and I've noticed that they have these large, like, kind of cages out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. on these acres mm-hmm. with these towers that people stand in yeah that watch over the little cage Mm -hmm. and it's so heard that these paranormal investigators let's call them scientists what they were doing was putting cattle out there and waiting for it to be mutilated so they could observe it that's horrible yeah you didn't hear that i not that i remember i do know that they had that he set up posts that they were on everywhere and i do remember seeing a lot of these cages but i guess i never thought about them putting the cattle maybe i also pretended to ignore ignore that because Mm -hmm. that's horrible but i mean scientifically you have to remember they're trying to come at it and if something happens they want to see how and why so you have to put that bait out there and watch at a distance and what i will say about skinwalker ranch that we forgot to mention is like whatever is there is always being described as incredibly intelligent. When these people have these cages out there and they're putting cattle trying to lure it, it doesn't fall for it. <laughs> like, it, it, it's very intelligent. It fucks with people. It instinctively and intuitively kind of knows what it is you're going to do next. And it's very, like, it fucks with you and it plays with you. I believe there was a quote from George Knapp, and he said that whatever this phenomenon was was extremely intelligent and that it was always one step ahead of the observer so whatever this is i think that's out there is like smart and it's not falling for people's bullshit exactly so (laughs) i think a lot of weird phenomena like that does act a lot that way you know when i watch these stupid ghost shows sometimes Mm. they're always trying to antagonize the ghosts and it's like they'll bring a pack of cigarettes they'll name someone's name if some scandalous shit happened they'll put some toys on the floor they're trying to yeah yeah and a part of me is like what are you doing you're really just trying to rattle up this spirit just to get a response yeah a it's either really gonna work and you're just gonna piss it off just so you can get some things on camera yeah 
Or but B, like, it's what just are you gonna doing? ignore you. Or it's gonna ignore you because it's like, you're fucking stupid. Imagine or, a spirit standing right next to you being like, really, dude? Or, you want me to kick the cigarette box? I have a third option for you. Or whatever it is, is real fucked up in its head and it just fucks with you. But see, like, I don't, this is a little bit off topic. Okay. I just wanna say, okay. I think that those shows are kinda stupid I if they're too. not going to lead the spirit into the light. I like some of the shows that do that, but then after they'll address it. Then they'll be like, okay, let's walk you into light here, let's wrap this up, buddy. Yeah. Not like, let's just try to poke at the ghost, get a reaction, and then run the fuck out. No, and then yeah. Do a I quick think they cap. have to, yeah, they have to come to some kind of conclusion and get it. Obviously, you're there because somebody called you because they're like freaked out, and like, you have to remedy that situation that's what you're putting out there that you do or else you're just antagonizing ghosts Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to prove that something's there i feel you you're just trying to get any reaction that you can where at the end of the day i think you have to go to a place Mm -hmm. to understand the strangeness that it has to offer because you can watch it on tv Mm -hmm. and it can look kind of weird but i think with these things well at least in my experience it doesn't take much for you to pick up on it when you enter a location you I can agree. sense this strange phenomena, and then when you're there and you're going through it, it's ten times more scary than you can probably capture on film. Yeah, for sure. Can you imagine trying to sleep in that house at night? No. In the Skinwalker Ranch, could you imagine being any of those people trying to sleep in their house at night? I will say, though, I said to you today, I hollered at you from behind oh, you. Oh, you did. You and hollered I said, from behind. I did, and I said, hey, hey, girl, if we could go to Skinwalker Ranch, and camp there would you do it and you like paused for maybe a second and you were like okay yeah <laughs> like for a second you paused like uh-huh. an appropriate amount of pause it wasn't like too much too it was like it was like wait let me all right <laughs> i'll do it it's fine i am extremely curious me too i also think you're signing yourself up for trouble now yeah if you finish that off with can we bring a ouija board i would say absolutely not fuck off so but if we can go and just experience it that's cool i'm all you know what's really funny that you say that because when i asked you today if you would stay there the words that wanted to come out of my (laughs) mouth afterwards and i restrained myself with saying was can we bring a ouija board because what i was gonna do was just pack it and bring it anyways if we went (laughs) i already had thought that out in my mind and i was like "Ooh, we got to do some shit out here Oh, man. That, I think, would be really stupid. That would be stupid. Mm -hmm. Come on, you got to admit. So I wonder if Bigelow's research team ever brought out a Ouija board themselves. If they were going through all of the nicks and crannies and the creepy little corners had to. I would imagine that would have to be something. Wouldn't they try something like that? Yeah. I mean, I say it's dumb, but from a researcher's perspective, if you're trying to capture this strange phenomenon you know it exists, why wouldn't you reach for a Ouija board? So I know that on the property, there is a trailer that's out there. It's kind of like a flatbed trailer, if anyone knows what that looks like, with like a little door cut out, a little door put in. And when the Shermans own the property, 40 of their cattle went missing Mm -hmm. and they couldn't find them anywhere and he realized that they were all inside of this trailer and they had all gotten in there and the door shut and everything and there was like no possible way that these cattle would ever all willingly go into a small space like it's not something that could be done and it was almost impossible trying to get them out and the trailer's still there and like the people pictures of it and like I would love to go there with a fucking Ouija board that's horrible why to capture the cattle that 
that were slammed in this room. Tell us what it was like. How did you get in here? They didn't die. So I know. I don't I'm just think saying they died eventually. Yeah, but I don't know if they'd haunt that place. You never know. Something more traumatic could have happened to them. I mean, I don't know. Like, does a skinwalker really fuck with a Ouija board? Who knows? I don't know. What's interesting about this skinwalker is this is something you'll hear, like, throughout, I think. You know, obviously... The name is tied with the ranch, but it's bigger than this. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've been doing on this podcast that I know is number one for the you and other Navajo tribes is you're not even supposed to speak its name. You're not even supposed to say Skinwalker. Yeah. I know that the people that have been there have heard strange voices in another language that they can't explain. And one of the things I've also heard about skinwalkers is that they can mimic someone's voice that either sounds like someone that you know Mm -hmm. or it's just completely different. Like it sounds like a person or something. And once you engage in the skinwalker is when it can kind of like capture your ass for life. Like yeah, yeah, like it kind of yeah, telepathically gets like locked into you, and it's like all right, bitch, you're mine. I've heard these crazy stories on certain reservations where like some kid came across this half deer half looking creature thing freaked out whatever and he made eye contact with the creature Mm -hmm. and then after that kept hearing this little boy's cry outside of his house like that same day Mm -hmm. and he looked out the window and saw that same fucking deer standing on its legs creepy ass thing standing outside Mm -hmm. and the boy was terrified because living on the reservation he's heard the story of the skinwalkers he's heard of what he shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. not to look for it don't make eye contact don't engage in it all of these things and then he slept just listening to this creepy voice outside of his house basically calling his name all night and like scratching at his window and eventually he had to tell someone in his family or whatever to try to get the spirit off but they were like why would you do that and it's one of those things where you want to ask for help you can't even say the name so what do you do Mm. there's a deer and it talks, and it's outside my window. You get what I'm getting at. <laughs> you feel me, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, and what like, kind of flowers and shit do I need to burn to get rid of this? Exactly. Like, tell me what I need to do. I will find. You want me to rub myself in poison ivy? Got oh, you. Gosh. I'll do it. You never know. It's interesting. Rituals, Rituals are a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd do some shit if I had some shit on me like that. I'd do some shit. Like, whatever they said. Me too. If there was anything outside of my window that looked like a half deer, half creature, or whatever, and it's saying names that. <laughs> and same they told things. you, Brie, to get rid of it, you gotta drink your own piss, you'd be like, yeah, absolutely, that's fine. Whose piss? Your own. It's sterile. That's what I'm saying. I'm that's a, what I'm saying. That's cool. You're like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I would do, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'd be like, fuck it, let's do it. I'd chase it with some Jameson. Ooh, pickle. <laughs> Picklebacks? Yes, I mean, it's scary. And I know that people have stories all over. Maybe people that didn't even know what a skinwalker is, but they saw a weird creature or, you know, a half this and a half that. If, you know, a skinwalker, a shapeshifter can be many things. The whole idea of it, to me, is creepy. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. We should probably say what happened to Robert Bigelow in the ranch. True. Um, so he, he ended up selling it after doing all this research that we don't really know too much about. And what year did he sell it? 2004. Okay, and here's the big question. Do we know who he sold it to? No, we do not. It is an undisclosed owner. I have heard talks, like little trails on the internet that Shell bought it. Like the, Shell Corporation? Like uh-huh, the gas? The gas, yeah. because mm-hmm. there's lots of oil, oil drilling mm-hmm. in that whole area. Okay. But that was only a few times. And overall, it's that the person is unknown, undisclosed. Now, why would Shell purchase that land? Mm-hmm. 
just to drill oil when they're drilling oil everywhere else. I don't think that's Well, not just that, but I've heard that when people try to go there, there's like these weird armed guards there. So like if it's just an oil company, like that's a little aggressive. Yeah, I thought that what the more realistic version, I guess, would be that someone else bought it. It's undisclosed. And I've Mm -hmm. heard that they've been having a shit ton of issues with trespassing Mm -hmm. because obviously everybody wants to go there, like you and I. Mm -hmm. I would love to go out there. Mm -hmm. So of course you think, oh, I got the address. Let's go GPS that shit. Let's get on the road and creep up to their driveway, even just being at the gate. But you're trespassing. They don't want you there. I imagine that there's cameras all the way around. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Corbell himself said that it was basically the Area 51 of unexplained phenomena. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's going to attract people from all over, which is why I don't think that a miscellaneous corporation buys it. Whoever bought that property knew exactly what they what were getting, they were getting themselves for. into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. Yep. So most definitely. We don't really know what's going on with it today. So, yeah, we don't. We do know that there's a cool movie coming out from Jeremy Corbell. I'm actually really excited for this. I've watched the trailer like a hundred times, I think so of you. It's called Hunt for the Skinwalker. Yeah. It's like, when is it going to come out? When does it come out? It will come out this year, I believe. But it should be extremely fascinating. I'm very curious. I think Jamie and I were both saying off recording, Mm -hmm. off mic, whatever. We are wondering how he was let on the property. Yeah. Who he was in contact with to let him get there. Yeah, because we find it interesting because I could see if Robert Bigelow still had like a hand in the ranch somehow like he would absolutely let Jeremy on but I don't think that if some random mystery person who wants to be kept secret necessarily would enjoy him strolling up to the property and being like hey I have a proposition can I film here I want to show people some shit so whoever owns it now obviously is a little bit into our side of the world if you know what I mean it's interesting too that they came out saying we're having all this issues all these issues with trespassing, let's do a movie. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows about it and get even more people yeah. interested. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you either know about Skinwalker Ranch or you don't. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of people that don't know about it. I'll agree. And so this is going to be extremely interesting to see all of the information and the details that he has to come out and that he was let on the property. Very true. Now, you may not remember this, mm-hmm. but somebody, I'm not going to say names because okay. we need to contact this person. Now I just remembered we need to contact him ASAP because he was going to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You may not remember having a conversation with him and he said he could take us to Skinwalker Ranch. And you were having a conversation with this person and one other person. And I turned and was like, oh, my God, I'll go. I'll go. I want to go. And he's like, you would go? I could get you there. We could get you there. Did he really? Yeah. And he has all these connections already. We should. So I wonder if he's even been there. Yeah, we'll have to reach out. Okay. I kind of remember. I kind of don't. But I feel where you're coming from. I I get the vibes. I get the vibes. So we're going to have to contact us and see if we can make some dreams come true. I get you. That would be amazing. You know we'll what? podcast I, from there? Well, live. Oh, my God. So the reason, <laughs> another reason I asked you today about do you want to go to Skinwalker Ranch and stay there is because I had a dream that we stayed there, that we camped overnight. Oh, shit. Yeah. Camping too? No, ah. yeah. We were, like, out in a pasture. Like, we had, like, a little, we had tents. It was, like, me, you, Josh, and, like, somebody, but I don't know who. There was another person there. Like, somebody who was guiding us, but I don't know who he was. We stayed there. We had, like, a little fire. We, like, made some snacks, and, like, we saw some shit. That's awesome. That was my, and that's why I asked you because now I had a dream and I was like, mm, I want to make this dream a reality. So in order to make my dreams a reality, I have to speak them out into the world. So I asked you and you said yes. And I was like, ooh, okay. One point to me, universe. Yeah. You know what? And we can take all of our patrons with us. Ooh. 
Because I was going to say the coolest people to bring to would be Raya and Sky. Because I feel like Sky would have all these kind of weird gadgets and he'd just be like, oh, dude, what is that? <laughs> can I tell you? Like, he would make it such a good time. Can I tell you how much I miss Sky's like, I miss vibes? him too. I know he's not listening to this because That's I okay. can see when he does. But yeah, if his he, vibes are worth if it. If he ever does, or if anyone who ever listens to this and, and knows Sky and maybe doesn't understand how cool of a person he is, he's, he's like awesome. genuinely super fucking dope. Like, yeah, he's so super fuck cool. Sky. Yeah, fuck you, Sky. And Raya too. Raya would just be like, guys, I'm not about it. I'm not about it. We need to go right now. Like, I feel I'm like out, Raya I'm would out, be really I'm good out. at shutting us down. Yeah. Or she'd also be really good at being like, no, we should go. We yeah. should see what that is. Yeah. I feel like she would be more down for the Ouija board. I don't know. We should ask her. But that would be so cool to bring all of our patrons. So here's little... here's my struggle with going, though. Here's my struggle. And it has nothing to do with the actual place. What it is is about how many... Utah. No, how many people to bring with us. Oh, because, loud? No, not because loud. Because, A, I want enough people where I feel comfortable and secure. Like, I feel like if something happens, I'm around enough people where, like, I'm not the first person to die. So my nerves are calmed maybe right. a little bit. But you also don't want too many people where you're not going to have an experience because there's so many people there. That don't take it seriously, too. Yeah. So it's a weird balance you have to find of who and how many people to bring with you in order to orchestrate the best atmosphere for your vibes to like really connect with what's going on i think you'd have to make sure that everyone there has a certain trait or specialty (laughs) you're like okay so listen we're taking auditions we're taking auditions you guys we're gonna go like i want all of you to come like i'm really rooting for all of you but i really need you guys to show us your best tonight okay no seriously like (laughs) we'd have a questionnaire like so you hear voices but you look around there's no one around you do you A, think it's evil, or B, think it's genuine, that it's nice? Question, it's just... question. Is this an oral exam, or is this a written test? Both. Ooh. So I'm going to have different questions, written and oral, Ooh. because you don't want some weird shit to happen and for someone to react a certain way that you didn't want. You have to have someone that has a boundary, that has boundaries between being antagonistic, but also... Mm, being curious? Being curious. Okay, I can understand that. You also want to be respectful and know that at the end of the day, this is serious shit. Whether or not you can't always see something with your eyes, that's more real, I'm telling you. I agree. So you want someone that's going to also be respectful to a certain point and Mm -hmm. not get you all killed because I don't want to end up like those dogs and be goo. I agree. We have to take something home for the rest of the people to see. I agree. Like, I went to Skinwalker Ranch and... All I got was this t-shirt. Yes, exactly. And some goo in a jar. Ooh. I brought some goo home. I'd want a pen. Some Gorilla Glue. All right, you guys, that's Skinwalker Ranch, the very condensed version, I would say. Definitely go look into it yourselves. Let us know what you guys think. I want to throw something out there. Okay. Apparently, there's another Skinwalker Ranch. Dun, dun, dun. In Connecticut. Ooh. I don't understand if it's real or fake, but I heard about it. And they're claiming that there's sort of the same experiences happening there. Okay, we're gonna have we to should look into, look into that because yeah. that's a good factor sci-fi. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I was just gonna say that'd be a great factor sci-fi. Speaking of fact or motherfucking sci-fi. All right, Brie. Tonight, our factor sci-fi, and I kind of, sort of told you a little bit about it. It's the Philadelphia experiment. Ooh, what are we experimenting with? Cream cheese. <laughs> You know what? Which one's the best? You know what? I do love bagels. Actually, can I... (laughs) So real quick, real quick, real quick, pause though. This is like gold. 
So I was watching a commercial and it was for bagel chips and cream cheese and it made me think about you because I feel like you would love eating it at your desk. Absolutely. Uh, like I thought I saw it and so they have good. like they have like plain, they have like strawberry and whatever and like they have all these different ones. Ooh, and I, was I want like, the green onion and chive one. Yeah, and I can I can see you sit there and just like I'd be good. Happy you would be camper. you would be like, I saw that and I thought of you. So bagels and cream cheese for life. You so it's the Philadelphia Experiment. And what it is, is this alleged military shit that happened. It was like carried out by the U.S. Navy in Philadelphia at the Naval Shipyard. And the USS Eldridge was claimed to have been like cloaked and teleported, I guess are the best descriptions for what happened to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe even slightly a little bit of time travel involved. I don't know about that. You I think mean, so? so that's what it says. So the first test happened in uh, 1943, and it was kind of sort of successful. So the boat was there, and this green, like, mist kind of fog kind of came over it, and the whole ship disappeared. And then, like, 10 minutes later, it reappeared, and there was no fog or anything on it. But the sailors, they didn't come back normal. Like, some of them were, like, embedded inside of the ship, and some of them were, like, had big metal rods through them from the boat that were like missing in a different place creepy that was really weird and then they've rumored to do it one more time so the uss eldridge in 1943 it was october the ship became invisible again but this time in like a blue flash and it's said to have teleported to virginia which was over 200 miles away from where it was from and then (laughs) yeah it then teleported back to where it came from. And it was also said that the warship went approximately 10 minutes back in time when it did that, when it came back to the spot it was before. So maybe sometime, well, I don't know about the time. Ah. I know, it makes no sense. It's crazy. Okay, going in between the timelines, how about that? Definitely going in between timelines. Absolutely. And then what I think the craziest kind of conspiracy part of all this is like what happened to the crew so it said that like a lot of them who weren't like killed or mutilated or like fucked up in this horrible like two experiments if they did survive they were like brainwashed into making it like think that it didn't happen or something like that they wanted it to remain a secret and the government's never come out and said that yes this happened but there's been like several witnesses to it not only in Virginia but also where it was originating from who had sought disappear. It's an interesting thing. So what do you, do you factor sci-fi it? No, you're first, girl. You read oh. first, you tell me first. Uh, I'm you're, gonna, the, you're the queen here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact it. I'm gonna assume what happened was is that we somehow got a hold of an alien technology and didn't understand how to use it and did something fucked up and then tried to hone the skill and use it better and did, but it still didn't come out very well. And I think that maybe after that, we got a lot better at it. That's why we don't see it anymore. Mm, yay. Nice play on words. Yeah. Um, I, I did. I did. don't see it anymore. Exactly. So who knows what's really, really going on, but I'm going to have to fact it. I'm going to fact that fucking shit too. Really? I am. I think that this can also be a great explanation for when, let's say, you hear a fucking helicopter super loud above your head and you look around and there's no fucking helicopter or an airplane. And I know that's happened to the both of us. Okay. Do you remember outside my house when that shit was so, 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 so loud? And there was nothing. That we like had to step outside and look around like, what the hell? And it's clear blue skies. There was absolutely nothing around us. That was a really, really, I will say. There's no tall buildings. I I remember that so vividly. Like we heard it and like literally we looked up and we so expected 
expected it to be like right there because yeah. it was so loud and we just and nothing happened we went outside and it just stopped and there was nothing it was the craziest fucking thing and we live in suburbia there's no tall buildings no we, we live we have see like all have the way like, around we us have like little rolling hills and i live more in the valley there's absolutely nothing around us no absolutely not and I also think, I mean, how many things have we seen on the internet are pictures of people that are posting things like clouds, but then there's a little bit of an outline of a strange shape, and it looks like there's something giant sitting up there. Like like coming out from the back of it, like being uncloaked from the clouds for a little right. second. Yeah. So if another, let's say, alien craft mm-hmm. can cloak itself to look like a cloud mm-hmm. or just to look like the sky, whatever, mm-hmm. who's to say that's not our technology? Absolutely. Who's to say that's not us? Or that if someone else or something else can do it, why can't we? I agree. I think that there's a lot that the higher-ups of whatever run this planet know that we will never imagine. And I think there's a lot of things that you guys and us included don't see. Like, we don't, we just, we're not, we're not on that frequency. We're not in that dimension. We're not, we're not there to really understand what's going on. And sometimes we get glimpses of it. But, like, hopefully all of us one day can really grasp it and be on that level. I hope and I, and I pray. But I think that not too many people are. Also, John Lear talks about this, too, if you guys want to look that up. He does talk about it, and he also does link some of that technology with 9-11. Not to get over there. just had to throw that in there. All right, so we both fucking fact it. I fucking like it. it. Um, So I tried to at our two middle bitches on Patreon, uh, Raya and Scotty, to tell me what what they thought of the fact of Mm sci-fi, and neither one of them answered me. So we'll try for next time around, but I love you guys. It was probably too short notice. I know it was because I posted it this morning, and we're recording right now. But, I'm going to guess that Raya facts it. Um, and I'm going to guess that Scotty facts it. I will say, though, that we did get the idea from one of our listeners on our Reddit, and they commented on our Reddit board. Nice. I know. Cool for them. I know. So now that we got on the trippy side, let's talk about some real shit. Let's bring it back down to earth with the conscious quote of the day. Okay, so I'm going to hit you with two conscious quotes, okay? Fucking give it to me. And I have to tell you, both of these I saw on Instagram. Oh, okay. And I was like, all right, I'll 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 take it and okay. I'll like it. So the first one, I don't actually remember where I found it because I had screenshot it and I found it in my phone. So mm-hmm. I don't know the Instagram, I don't know who said it, mm-hmm. but I liked it and mm-hmm. it is this. The universe is giving you signs every day in your sleep, on your timeline, in your conversations, on the radio, in the clouds, in epiphanies. Pay attention to them and piece them together. You will notice a pattern. The universe is always communicating with you. Ooh, I like that. And can I can I follow it up with a butchered quote that I don't know who said it? Genius, go for it. Okay, what I think would complement that is your frequency is the things that you see frequently. So I think... I think that that kind of sums that up. Like those vibes that are out there, like notice those things because the things that happen in your life are there for a reason. I absolutely love that. that I was, think that's that was legit. a good response, wasn't it? And it's synchronicity. I don't know who said it, so don't give me credit for that shit. Well, you know what? You're on the brainwave of it. I am. So I like that shit a lot. I agree. And this next quote is from Marcus Orlis. I am sorry. He said, he who lives in harmony with himself lives in harmony with the universe. 
And I absolutely agree with that because I think if you find peace of mind in yourself all the time, you're not as affected by the outside world. Absolutely. And I feel like I've been getting better and better at this lately. Like I'm kind of going into my own zen mode all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's carousels in my head. Like I'm just like, it's all good, dude. We're riding. We're going up and down these ponies and it's good. I think that what people don't understand is the growth that's happened to you over the past like <laughs> year, year and a half, maybe a little bit more, maybe two years, but like it's been like a yeah, and it's it's beautiful to see. It's coming, it's Aww. coming to a, be- it's blossoming to a beautiful flower. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My lotus is blooming. It is. But I think both of those have a lot to do with the same thing. Kind of when you're in your own groove, you're more in tuned with the universe, and mm-hmm. the universe will mirror that back to you. And again, once the more you pay attention to it. And the more thoughtful you are with it, you'll notice. And mm-hmm. these patterns will just repeat, 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 over repeat, and over. repeat. And it'll be everywhere. So pay attention to where you are, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what people are mentioning to you, and how often that comes across you again. Sometimes it can be within the same minute. Mm-hmm. The same picture. I mean, it's crazy the different symbols that come across you. And you might not really think about it, but it's consistent. It just adds another layer of the strangeness of the universe but also how beautiful and orchestrated it is that's a beautiful i want to end on that thanks boo thank you guys so much i hope that you guys can take that home with you yeah for sure can we say thank you real quick to our two new patreons thank you thank you for being a friend thank you guys so much for your love and your support yeah absolutely every Um, one of you thank you to raya raya you the bomb girl finally signed up for some shit she's amazing she did text me her. and she was like uh i listened to the episode finally and you guys called me out so i was like oh shit i gotta jamie jump did. on it yes she did and yeah, i was like yeah. oh jamie you called her i out. did i did i didn't mean to i really didn't mean to i just i'm sometimes i'm just an asshole that's okay um you're our favorite asshole i know and then shout out to our newest patron and listener simon, simon. so okay simon says he's a patron <laughs> Simon says that he does not live in Finland, and I am wrong. Oh, yeah. But that's what SoundCloud tells me where he listens at. But that's okay, because he lives in Great Britain, which I find hilarious, because that's where Scotty lives. And that's where Jan lives. And everyone lives in Great Britain. And those are all people who are Patreons of us. Well, uh, Raya and Destiny don't live there. Oh, but Ryan and Destiny are here. And don't forget my mom. And Shay Shay. And Shay. Shay the Bay. I mean, we just love and we appreciate all of you guys and your help. And it's going to help us continue to get better Mm -hmm. and have more great things coming for not us, but also for you guys. Mm -hmm. And the future is just... I mean, not even the sky is the limit. We're beyond that. For those people that are patrons, they do get to listen to these recordings that we don't release to everybody. And this weird thing that I have named the pre-pod. I like the pre-pod name. And it's great because we do have a lot of pre-pod conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you guys can go there and listen to it. I think our first one we released was about bunnies, murderers, and balls. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind are we talking about? We don't know. Mushy balls? Yeah. You're going to have to. I, Simon listened to it. He said it was fucking fantastic. Did he? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so we're going to have a whole bunch of more actually, shit like that on there. He commented on it. Totally worth it. Awesome. Yeah. See, I appreciate that. And I think that you guys are going to love it because we say a lot of random out there shit that really do. is unfocused. So we still don't have our list of all the people we want to give shout outs to. So we just love everybody. We'll get you we guys next time. We love all of you. Yeah. All of our Patreons, all of our listeners, all of you guys are supporters. If you're listening right now, 
you're a supporter of us and we support you. Absolutely. Therefore, we're buddies. Have an amazing day, you guys. Carry out the week with love and bliss and all that great stuff. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. Follow us everywhere else that we do shit. We love you so much and good night. So much. Good night. Fuck you, Mountain View, California.